found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, here we are, uh, Wednesday hump day. This the ninth day of the month of March. Good morning, Matthew. It's kind of a sad start to the show. Well, here we are. Well, here we are. Here we are. It's Wednesday. Here we are. Is everything okay, Dale? Oh, boy. I couldn't ask for more. And we established you're in a constant cycle of listeria infections. Yeah, that's right. So that, uh, you know, that doesn't help. Yeah, true. I think I found it. That appears to be. There we go. Okay. All right. So uh, you did find out it's the alternator. (laughs) Yeah. Boy, did I. (laughs) So my car broke down the other day. And uh, I had a feeling, had a feeling it was the alternator. It was just in the back of my head before I could really do anything about it. Oh, she crapped out. Makes sense. The battery was being drained. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be a $1,000 week for old Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> because you had to pay 60 to tow. Yeah. You bought a new battery. Which was pushing $189. Yeah. So. And now you've learned the total estimated <laughs> cost. It's $800. But um, it's all good, man. Yeah. A lot of that's labor because my particular model is a four-wheel drive. Yeah. And the alternator is, like, jammed up somewhere. i got to disassemble half the car to get to it, so it's fine. Did they say that? You know what, Matt? That's jammed up in there. <laughs> That's the, the technical. <laughs> We're going to yeah. have to do a lot of digging around because it's jammed up in it's there. It's jammed up in there. <laughs> so you, you know what? I have a great I, – they're, they're a great group, and I, I yeah. trust them. They've treated me well for years now, so man, it's it, all good, man. It happens occasionally. It does. You know. It does. Unexpected of expenses, but they happen. This says that at the start of this year, 64% of the U.S. population was living paycheck to paycheck. That's up from 61% in December. So basically, most of us have been doing that for quite some time. And, of course, while the cost of everything is shooting up, one financial health officer says paying more for gas and groceries is hitting households particularly hard. No. Really? Yeah. I find that hard to believe. He says you got to eat. Mm. You got to commute. These are not discretionary expenses. True story. Even among those earning six figures, 48% said they're now living paycheck to paycheck. That's up from 42% in December. So they're making a hundred thousand plus. Yeah, paycheck, paycheck to, to paycheck. paycheck. But there's probably a bigger house payment, bigger car payment, yeah. bigger, you know, bigger everything, bigger yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, bigger house, more cost you more to run it. I mean, Americans now say they need to be making roughly yeah one hundred twenty-two thousand dollars a year, more than double the current national average salary. To feel financially secure, according to a separate report from Financial Services website, Personal Capital. 
So ideally, we want to earn 122 grand to make ends meet. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot of money, yeah. man. That's <laughs> but but that ain't gonna happen. That's a lot of money. Dang. So that's um the way things are, paycheck to paycheck. California's average price of gasoline is now above five bucks a gallon. First time ever for that, even for that state. Mm. Hitting five forty four Tuesday. And in fact, here's a here's a gouger, a Chevron in the town of Mendocino was selling regular gas at eight forty five a gallon. Eight forty five a gallon? What? I'm presuming uh. this is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Good luck to you if you need gas. Here we go. <laughs> or it's Mende- Mendocino. Yeah. Where is that? I'm not sure. You'd think it'd be out in the boondocks, but maybe it's not. But a Chevron there thought they could at least get by with selling it for eight forty-five a gallon. There were probably some folks who had to. Hmm. California's average could near six bucks in the not-too-distant future. And an increasing number of stations in the Golden State may start to charge over eight bucks a gallon. Eight dollars. Gosh. I don't know how we're going to do this. I really don't. I don't know. It's out of control. And you find. Yeah, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So it is. Okay. Northern California. We'll show you. Yeah. You need gas? Eight forty-five. Gosh, you'd have almost twenty bucks wrapped up in just over two gallons. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and you've got to get back. You're in an RV. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Mendocino is the state park area. So, <laughs> imagine how much that's going to cost. Gosh, uh, unbelievable. But, um, and the gas station owner is going, I just, there's nothing I can, <laughs> my hands are tied here. I I don't know. <laughs> I guess you can basically, you know, because when they made the gouging law, it was still an, a it's, ridiculous it's ridicul- amount. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so yeah, they can still get you quite a bit, you know, before they get in trouble. <laughs> okay. so And that's in just any given day. Because they yeah. set the gouging law for the any given day scenario. Right. Which they seem to be okay with at least 30 or 40 cents because we've seen it in any given day. <laughs> Heaven help us if there's something like a, you know, like a ship in our fleet that's, uh, you know, bombed or something. Right. It, it's just, heaven help us. Uh, the Indiana General Assembly passed Indiana's fuel price gouging law July 1st, 2002. This law prohibits price gouging for fuel products when the governor declares an emergency under either general disaster slash emergency powers or energy emergency. The law allows the attorney general to investigate and seek restitution and civil penalties in court of up to $1,000 per transaction. I don't remember what it is. But I don't it's, remember it's pretty, either. It's, it's pretty lenient. It's 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 like seventy five percent or something, yeah, right? Something. Like, it's it's very lenient. Yeah, it's like. 
We'll show them. (laughs) You know, what's a thousand bucks, you know, to an owner that may be making, you know, tens of hundreds of dollars off his gasoline product. Mm -hmm. It's 630. Now, this is um, when we come back, Matt. Okay. Shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. Toilet paper roll is slimming down. Oh, geez. And I've said this all along. Certainly, our rear ends are no smaller than they used to be, but these things, it's getting ridiculous. Especially if you go to some, you know, public bathrooms. Yeah. Just what they're offering now. Yeah. It's like, what the? <laughs> we better start carrying our, our Roman. <laughs> our Roman sticks. Sticks in a sponge. <laughs> For when we go to a public bathroom. That's right. Hey, hey buddy. Uh, <laughs> Give me Andrew. It's it's six thirty one. We'll uh, check news with Karen. This is tidbits. Well, I just checked. It certainly is cloudy. So. All right. At least that's holding true through the morning. Confirmed. Yeah. Yesterday didn't warm up at all. No. Just stayed at 34, Matt. That was... I knew we weren't going to make it because they were calling for a high of 41. I'm thinking, you know, this was like at noon, and we were still hovering at around 33 or 4, and I'm thinking, we ain't getting there. There's no way. (laughs) There's no way. And it didn't. No. Have you had the chance to go to the Old Style Inn for breakfast? I have not. Okay, me either. I need to. But they offer breakfast from 8 to 11. Yes. And uh, the big sandwich that uh, I'm very curious about is their uh, their old-style breakfast sandwich. Mm-hmm. Egg and cheese served on Texas toast. Six full strips of quality, quality bacon. You'll get four on the sandwich, two on the side. You can get all six on there. Whatever you want to do, play with your sandwich before you eat it. Okay. <laughs> It's made for a man. Yep. It's a big sandwich. Lots of bacon. So try that. 8 to 11 is when they serve their breakfast. That's not all that's available, though. No. They also will offer omelets, Southwest ham and cheese, bacon and sausage, um, cinnamon French toast. Yum. Pancakes, steak and eggs. Steak and eggs. Pork chops and eggs. Pork chops. And, of course, biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy, baby. Old Dale's favorite. So head to the uh, Old Style Inn for their breakfast. Yep. 8 to 11. If you, of course, go to work before that, make a point to take your break and head in there and grab a little breakfast. That's right. Great place to go there. So Indeed. So as we uh, continue now, the retail industry expects, experts, I should say, say we could see more consumer products shrinking in size or quantity or both. Because of rising costs. Record levels of inflation means households are paying more for everyday purchases. And it's costing companies more to produce packaged items like paper products, shampoo, as well as your food and beverage products. Companies can raise prices, and many are. Others are charging customers the same price while they offer less. (laughs) Product downsizing, also known as shrinkflation, Mm. 
is happening with toilet paper. It's happening because companies are paying more for raw material production and delivery. Procter & Gamble's Sherman Ultra Soft Toilet Paper 18-count Mega Package now contains 244 two-ply sheets. That's down from 264. The Super Mega Rolls of the brand now display 366 sheets versus 396 sheets per roll. And, if you notice, some brands are shrinking in width as well. Matthew? I have a question. Yeah. Shouldn't toilet paper suppliers, makers, shouldn't they literally be sitting on a mountain of cash? Now, why? When COVID hit, what's the first thing people went and did? They bought every single, every <laughs> single package of toilet paper they could find. There was a shortage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I talked to a guy who said, well, my, my shower is right next to the toilet. I'll just hop in the shower or whatever. You know, it didn't bother him. But <laughs> so during that craze of everyone buying up every single ounce of, shouldn't they be sitting on a mountain of cash? You would think. Record profits, perhaps. Right. You know, I don't know. But it's just unreal. It's affecting everything. Or has that mountain been dwindled because of inflation? Perhaps. And maybe folks still have a mountainous supply because they bought so much. Hmm. P&G said it was raising prices to its retail customers for 10 product categories. Detergents, dryer sheets, baby, and feminine care products. So look to pay more there. It's just to pay more everywhere, basically. These little guys are cute. They're called Fluffy Frenchies. Okay. They're a fluffy oh, wow. French dog. Yeah. Evidently, these dogs can sell for like $20,000. That's unbelievable. What? Yeah. And I don't know how they're making them, okay, because there's always a combination of two different things. Right. The breed. <laughs> the day we called that a mud. But, yeah. You know. But now it's a designer dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to think, if I just uh, was thinking back in 1975. <laughs> well, right. That's not a mutt. That's no. a. The breed standard is a short coat and brindle, a steady brown that can appear black, cream, white, or fawn, with the possibility of white markings. But a rare recessive gene can produce longer hair, fluffy Frenchies. Sometimes in designer shades like blue gray. And they're the hottest of the hot dog for those who get their paws on one mm. and have tens of thousands of dollars. One company, Tom King's Puppies, a Budapest Hungary-based breeder, <laughs> has been offering Fluffy starting at twenty-two grand. If you want a regular one, though, it's still four to seven grand. They estimate that demand has increased tenfold in the past few years. And there are rumors that they've got some celebrity fans, of oh, course. Of course, yeah. That's just a uh, demand's also being fueled by breeders who want to start offering fluffies themselves, such as Fleek Frenchies, which recently started a fluffy breeding program. <laughs> Puppy mills, basically. Yeah, yeah. But I presume they'll be cared for since they're worth so much. Can you imagine paying twenty-two grand for anything? 
that, car. The, that, that, I mean, that's, that's a car for sure. <laughs> but I mean, paying twenty two grand for anything that that eats its own poop, like it will eat the poop of other animals, like. Oh, but he's worth it. Oh yeah, oh, but my little Frenchie, my Frenchie bulldog. Come give me kisses. <laughs> <sighs> $22,000. That's a lot of money. But people have that to throw around. Many do. Not us. Now, around here, if you paid twenty two grand for any kind of animal, usually it's an investment yeah. that you're going to get your money back. It's like a some. bull. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a bull, a horse, you know, yeah. something, you know, that. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fluffy little pup. <laughs> Not a dog that's going to pee on your carpet. <laughs> This is a, um, a bad way to have a day. Controversial Better.com CEO Vishay Garg abruptly informed 900 employees they were being laid off during a Zoom call in December. The latest round of layoffs, the startup actually did worse. The soon-to-be former employees said they found out they were losing their gigs when they logged into their company accounts and saw a severance payment in the payroll app. One asked, was this the way we were supposed to find out? <laughs> Workers say the information was apparently added to too early in oh, error. Oops. Was later deleted. <laughs> no, <laughs> the layoffs have now been made official. Mm. Do you believe that? They're laying off 3,000. More than a third of their workforce. <laughs> and it's all there, and mm-hmm. there it is. Man, what a way to start your day. You go to your email. What the? <laughs> I know you've got to be happy for this because okay. you're a fan. Yes. Aaron Rodgers will stay with the Packers. Oh, so glad to hear that. Now, it's not official, you know, as far as what the – you're hearing all these numbers, but uh, Pat McAfee – Says Rogers called and asked him to announce, you know, that he was going to stay with the Packers on his show. Now, McAfee says there's no final deal. I don't know how the hell this has become the storyline of Aaron Rodgers going back to the Packers, because in my tweet, go back to my tweet, please. I put breaking. According to my sources, Aaron Rodgers will officially be returning to the Green Bay Packers. There is no deal in place currently, but there is said to be a cap friendly deal on the way. And when Ian Rappaport drops a tweet three minutes after I do that says the Packers and MVP QB Aaron Rodgers have agreed to terms on a four-year, $200 million deal, that makes him the highest-paid player in NFL history, sources say. He gets a whopping $153 million guaranteed, and his cap number goes down, a monstrous commitment by Green Bay for years to come. Categorically false. Right? Yep. Wrong. Wrong. That's Tom Fuller like we do. Wrong. Uh, what if we shouted all the time like that? What if we did? It'll be angry. I think we should. Yeah, I think yeah. we should start shouting more. Yeah. So anyway, it's going to be a big deal. And uh, he'll stay with him through the remainder of his career. <clears throat> of course, he is 38. Of course. Let's not forget first round playoff yeah, yeah. loss this year. Which was terrible. <laughs> now, this is a guy I'd well, like to have seen the Colts get, Russell is, Wilson. Well, 
He went to Denver. He went to Denver. So now Denver's Super Bowl odds have improved from 25 to 1 to 12 to 1 just with that. Wow. So what are the Colts going to do? I see that they're, they're uh, tight end. Called it quits. Doyle. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, Doyle wasn't a huge... I mean, he made some key catches. Right, yeah, not like he was a big impact player, you know, but still. But they got to do something at the quarterback position. I mean, they just got (laughs) to. Because it kind of feels like they're just sitting on their hands, right? Yeah. Whatever. So he's uh, called it quits. He had nine seasons in Mm -hmm. with the Colts. And then uh, finally, this Matthew proving that you can get by a British woman said she hasn't eaten fruit or vegetables in 22 years <laughs> sounds like me <laughs> says she lives now this is unbelievable okay lives on a diet of chicken nuggets fries and potato chips uh, of course and says she's perfectly healthy of course she's still young <laughs> okay right summer munro suffers from Avoidant restrictive food intake disorder, and the thought of eating an apple or a banana is enough to make her gag. She's 25. (laughs) See, kind of the same effect as a pea. That's right. She believes her food disorder was sparked by the fact that she was forced to eat mashed potatoes against her will when she was three. Matthew's disorder against peas became when he was forced to eat peas at the age of 17. Yes. It was like 13, 12 or 13. Okay, all right. She explained, I tried to eat some apple, but physically can't. It's not that I don't want to try. It just makes me feel sick. Mm-hmm. And there's part of my brain that physically won't let me do it. Her phobia is so severe that she even turned down her grandfather's offer of $1,300 to eat a single pea. Now, would you commit to a single pea for $1,300? Absolutely. Do you it. see, you do that. Right. Yeah. I would swallow like a pill. <laughs> <laughs> Pay up, Gramps. <laughs> so she's, you know, that she can't help herself. Me, I don't mind an apple. It's just a pain to, to eat. A banana, you got to peel it. <laughs> you know, an apple, you got to put some effort into it. True. How do people do that with they got the knife out and they just make that perfect? It's just patience. How do you do that? Can knife. you do that? I've never tried it, but it's patience and a sharp knife. Are you good enough to cut a potato with like people do? What do you mean? You know, they do it with one hand. They just, you know, the knife goes up, you know. I don't, I can't do it. No, I, I have a, there's a whole method I have for cutting potato. Okay. It's right. not using a blade cutting at you. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Okay. I just thought, you know, I I don't know how people do it. See, to me, what I've learned is if you have a, a knife, like if you're cutting it, like you said, like with yeah. a knife, yeah. and it's like you kind of got the knife backwards in your hand. Yeah, however they do it. And you're doing it. Yeah. Your knife's too dull. Okay. All right? It's too dull. All right. So you need to sharpen it. Yeah. Spit, and on, then, a, and spit then, on a rock. <laughs> and then not do that method. Okay. Why would you cut at yourself? I don't know, that, that but people do. I know they do. I don't know how they do it. I'm petrified of it. I'm really fast at peeling potatoes. Well, that's good. Yeah. With a peeler. Use that peeler? Yeah. So you're good? Yeah. You could be in the service, do KP? I could. All right. 
Well, uh, hey, look at the time. We're way late mm. today. we got to get out of here, Matthew. Go. I'll see you tomorrow. Right, see you, buddy. All right. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.